0: Oren Harris is a transformation coach, speaker, and pioneer on the leading edge of human consciousness. His primary mission in life is creating heaven on earth, a place where people wake up to their true selves and live a limitless life of contribution and fulfillment. Oren is one of the world's leading experts on flow, the highly sought after peak performance state of consciousness known for its inherent ease, power, grace, and next level performance. He helps leaders, high performers, entrepreneurs and creatives awaken their infinite potential and have a profound impact on the planet through the full expression of their soul gifts.
1: Hi Oren, thank you so much for being on Unplugged with Annie. It's a pleasure to have you.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here.
1: So I want to talk to you a little bit about what you do, which is transformational coaching. And if you can tell us a little bit about that and how you got into coaching.
2: Sure. So I help people to essentially do two things, and they're both intimately connected. One is to awaken to their true self, um, which is our who we are and our essential nature prior to any any conditioning, you know, prior to the assumption of any ideas or beliefs about who we should be, how we are. So that's the awakening part and the realization of the true self. And then the second part of that is I help people to then express through their God-given gifts potential through their vision, through their mission in the world, and essentially live out, you know, the full expression of their potential and sharing of their gifts in the world. So that That's what I do, and I do that in a number of ways, um, as a coach, as a mentor, as a speaker, um, as an artist, as a spiritual leader, um, but that's essentially what I do. And how I got into that was really asking the right questions at key points in my life. Primary questions being, who am I and what am I really here for? And then even refining that question to like, what is it that only I can do, that I'm uniquely designed to do? Mm -hmm. And then listening and then taking action on, you know, insights and reflections and explorations. Um, And then, you know, my first, I guess, official form of that was deciding to be a coach um, that's not something that I was ever raised or groomed for or aspired towards. It's just that when I asked that question of what am I really here meant to do and I was listening, I wound up meeting somebody who was a life coach and having a session with him and then realizing that even though I was never a life coach, that that is something that people had always been drawn to me for guidance in one way or another. Or just to be uplifted. And so then I recognized life coaching as something that directly expresses that and as a, a type of uh, career path. And so then I, that's how I decided to be a coach. And then I also accidentally discovered that I'm, you know, really, really exceptional at speaking. But that came through also a revelation and realizing. That my spirit, my essence was meant to be on stage, metaphorically speaking, you know, on the stage of life, like out there expressing, you know, my insights, my knowledge, and my energy in the world. But I wasn't looking for that. I wasn't aspiring towards that. It's just through my life, I was drawn into that. And then when I stepped into it, I recognized by how I felt and by how people were responding, I was like, oh, this is a calling. Right. And so that's how I got into speak. That's how I got into speaking.
1: Wow. Okay. And you talk about infinite potential. So I, I want to know what, what is for listeners then, what is infinite potential and how can we attain it?
2: Sure. Infinite potential is really comes from the realization that we are infinite beings, meaning us we are body mind spirit you could say also heart right and our spirit is not bound by limitation it's not bound by time or space or form so that's our spirit right and so our spirit is infinite Mm -hmm. and and our spirit is connected to the infinite the creator the universe the divine and so in that sense we're infinite now we also have uh, a personality an ego structure, and how we've created and defined ourselves. And that's the part of us that is going to be inherently uh, limited. So the more we kind of undo the, the constructs of our personality structure, our ego structure, and what happens is our consciousness expands. And now we become more infinite, not just in a Spiritual sense, but in a literal sense, because we're accessing more of our power. Because within the personality or ego structure, what we have at our disposal is our knowledge, our skills, our gifts, the wisdom of our experiences. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: But that's going to be inherently limited, too, because we also have our conditioning, our fears, our judgments, our assumptions. And so, the more we, in a sense, let go of those things and tune into our spirit you know, and through our heart, then now we have this infinite intelligence that also flows through us, that, you know, for most of us, it comes in and out, it's kind of sporadic. But when it comes in, we're like, wow, I feel unstoppable, or, you know, where did that come from? Right? And even great works of art, or amazing performances, or revolutionary inventions, they come from the infinite to the open channel through the open channel and then get expressed into form. And that's, anybody can attune to that, but what it requires is that we get beyond ourselves so that our channel is open, so that we can be the receiver of the information or the idea or the energy and then be the translator of it into form. So like as an artist, that that looks like, you know, just, being a pure channel and getting yourself out of the way for the realest, truest, rawest expression of energy to come through your vehicle, whether you're a singer or an artist or a musician or a painter or a speaker, like I'm speaking, Mm -hmm. that's like living art, right? And so that to me is what it means to be that we are infinite in spirit and that we become more infinite in form and this is the process of growth and self-realization and self-actualization where we open our hearts more, you know, uh, and we expand our consciousness more for spirit and our spirit to inhabit and to live through us.
1: Mm-hmm. They say, so generally, a lot of people say that, you know, it takes sort of um, an undeniable breakdown before we can have a drastic breakthrough sometimes. Um, do you believe that it, that's really the case, that we need to reach a point of almost being fed up with ourselves in our existing state in order to really transform to a, a different kind of
2: state? This is a delicate question because yes and no. Yes, meaning it's the most common thing
1: Mm-hmm.
2: is that we, we have a breakthrough because we're forced to. We're forced through the contrast, through the chaos, through the breakdown, through things not working, to get to a place of making a new decision or surrendering or giving up or like letting go of something because we have to. So yes, in that sense, and that's a very effective catalyst for transformation and evolution is that stuff breaks down and it no longer works, and so then it forces us to be open, forces us to ask different questions, forces us to look at things that we weren't looking at before, so that's that's just, this is a generalization, that's why I say it's a delicate question, that is generally speaking how most humans and how our collective transforms, is like we need like a a good
1: kick in the ass, (laughs)
2: A good stuff and I will also say because I said yes, and it's not true it's not the truth that is necessary because we also get invitations our soul whispers to us the the invitation to look at the thing that matters to let go to step into something new those invitations mm-hmm. are also present It's just that our ego structures are just stubborn, right. We also have the opportunity to have more grace, to have more uh, choosing to surrender, choosing to break through without having to be forced to, and that's a shift that happens in our evolution, and then we will experience, as an individual and as a collective, we'll be able to experience more transformation and evolution, and then not having to be so dramatic or so chaotic before spirit. Our spirit gets our attention and so you know for me I don't at this point in my evolution I don't require a big smackdown
1: mm.
2: to, to listen.
1: Is, is meditation the only means of really quieting your mind and getting in tune with what you're talking about here is that not not necessarily needing a breakdown for a breakthrough but you know actually being in tune um, with yourselves, would you say me- meditation really facilitates that process, or are there other things that we can do on a daily basis to do that?
2: Meditation is is awesome because it gives you a break from yourself, mainly the self that exists in your head, in your mind, right? And so meditation is great, but meditation is a state of being, and there's there's meditation, the action. It does what, but what's more Important is not just the action of meditating, but it's the meditative state itself. And so, a lot of times when people start meditating, they might have a fixed idea of what meditation looks like. And rather than seeing that anything that creates the same effect as meditation is going to be its own kind of meditation, so maybe for some people, dancing might put them into a meditative state where they're not so fixated on that self reflective mind mechanism and so it will be a kind of meditation
1: Mm
2: -hmm. right and so i think it's important for people to know that so that they don't get discouraged if they try to just sit and like you know just be you know um which which is also very effective Just it requires a level of discipline potentially and i think the more the more you start receiving the value of it, the more you'll be willing to discipline yourself to just be when your mind or your body is like, we gotta do something, we gotta do something, we gotta do something. And so <clears throat> to be able to, to sit through that is generally the discipline, especially when you first start meditating and your thoughts or your body's just getting anxious and going, we need to move, we need to do something, we need to think about something
1: up from that then is there an area which you feel with the people that you work with do you find that there is a common theme um or a common area i should say where people really struggle the most in terms of blockages in their life and and is it is it um possible to be aware of these blockages before they cause like real damage later on or maybe you know cause habits, which are then much more difficult to change and, and break out of?
2: Hmm. Yeah, I would say one of the most common challenges for people I work with and, and pretty much everybody on some level is it's, it's emotional, right? It's the way we relate to our emotions and the way we respond or react to emotional states. Right. And for example, if you look at the mind, because I was going to say like the biggest challenge is the mind. Right. Mm -hmm. And, And what we think about ourselves and just the, just the constant thinking or fearful thinking. So that's the biggest challenge, but the biggest challenge below the surface of that, that makes that a challenge is all of these repressed or controlled or judged or feared emotions that we have. So it's, it's the mind and the fear, which is the common human challenge. But what I'm saying is, beneath that, one of the things that makes the mind a challenge, meaning we need to understand everything, or we need to control things, or like we've got all these thoughts that are running rampant in our, our head, and they're positive and negative and repetitive. One of the things that really beneath that is a bigger challenge is how we deal with our emotions, and so most of us have certain emotions that we can freely be in, and not, and not, and feel empowered. But then other emotions that are much more difficult, and so then we can repress them, or suppress them, or try to control them, or try to manage them, which inevitably is going to throw us more in our heads and less trusting our heart, trusting the divine, and trusting life. And so, you know, I work with a lot of really uh, ambitious. Driven, high performer type of people, at least with my coaching I do. And so, when they're, for example, if it's an artist and they're going to another level, right, and in the vision of the next level, they're going to have more, you know, a bigger company or more fans, you know, or more opportunity, then maybe the challenge for them is that before, you know, they were able to be in their, uh, a true artist and just innocent and being that pure space where there's nothing at stake, but now maybe the challenge is, Oh, there's more at stake now. So then the challenge is for them to not then overly go into their head or into fear or to control, to try to, to try to, you know, be who people think they need to be. And so then the challenge may be to remain a pure artist, which in our pure state, we are fearless. We're innocent we're true to what it is that wants to be shared and expressed and we're not you know the you know the the fans or the opinions or the money doesn't matter when you're in that pure state of self expression yeah but now if you're now if you have more money at stake more fans more opportunity can you remain present and in your heart and in that space without the mind now take coming in and saying, Hey, we need to take over now. Mm. You know, we, we need to control things or we need to make sure we don't mess up this job or this opportunity or this relationship. And then the mind or the ego structure wants to come back in and like take over control.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Of course. That makes sense. So what, what do you think is going on today? Because we're, we're in the space where, like anxiety is higher than ever, you know, depression's only increase. All of these things are happening and, and a lot of people are turning around and blaming social media and technology. Um, but what do you think is really going on here? Why are we seeing an increase of all of this?
2: Well, partially because of what I just said, there is a, a kind of resistance to being connected or to emotions because it's, it is through our emotional experience that we connect to our heart and that we connect to our spirit and that we connect with each other. And so, you know, we're inundated with information. We're almost groomed to be in this fast pace, always getting somewhere, always doing something, information-rich atmosphere that in and of itself is not bad. It's just that at the same time, any place where we were avoiding or feeling vulnerable, you know, with connecting with our humanity, it's also perpetuating that disconnection. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. perpetuating the disconnection. And so when we disconnect from our heart, when we disconnect from our our, our emotions, from our heart, from our true self, then that the the, the spiritual energy, the life force that is our spirit, is not able to flow as freely, and then that's why then we start to repress and suppress and compress, and then eventually we get depressed, depressed, Mm. right, Mm -hmm. and so that to me is, is what's happening collectively, and because there's so much fear on the planet, then the inclination, survival inclination, is to disconnect.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and it's obviously one thing taking care of ourselves as an individual and working on ourselves. But when you're when you involve another person into the equation, um, things sometimes get haywire because you know we're we're all very different, of course. So how how do we how do we cultivate better relationships? Is it just down to being a better communicator, or is there more to it? Well,
2: the better our relationship is with our self then the better communicator we're naturally going to be the the communication is is a part of it and that but the communication is only going to be as effective as we are connected and it's where are we communicating from you see because if we communicate for example if we communicate primarily from our head then no matter how good of a communicator we are if we're disconnected from our heart we're still not going to be, we're only going to be able to develop a certain level of relationship with another even through our communication mm-hmm. so it's about being in communication with all of us being in communication with our own heart because then we can be in communication with another's heart yeah and then we and, and other, otherwise we're we're communicating mind to mind which is fine but then there's also going to be a mind field of potential things that are going to come up if we're, if we're relating on that level, rather yeah. than when we're relating, relating on a heart level. So it, it starts with the individual. The difficulty in connecting to our own hearts is also in relation to how well we relate to and love our own emotions. Do mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So it's a, it's a domino effect of if we have trouble connecting with our own emotions, then we're going to have trouble connecting with our heart. Then we're going to have trouble, trouble connecting with another person's heart. Or we'll just have a relationship that is just, you know, on one level, mind to mind, rather than mind to mind, heart to heart, soul to soul.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you're one of the leading practitioners for, for a technique called flow can you talk to us a little bit more about what flow is and what you do?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Flow is a, it's a state of being, it's a state of consciousness and it's, it's some athletes call it the zone, you know, artists sometimes call it divine inspiration. It's where you're just like everything's clicking, you know, you're in in the right place at the right time. Things are just manifesting happening more effortlessly. You know, you're on your A game you're beyond your level of skill even, and you're into it, just, it's a state of consciousness where you are more connected to yourself and more connected to the universe, and so because of that, then you have all of this extra power and intelligence and support that otherwise you may not have full access to.
1: Yeah. Right, yeah. and
2: so that, that's, That's the flow, and everyone's experienced that at some point. They may call it God, the divine, they may call it luck, they may call it random, but it's like, wow, everything just seems to be working, seems to be clicking. You know, stuff is coming to me that's not even for me. It's like, how did I say that? where did that come from? How did I know that? How did this happen? How did I run into that person that I was just thinking about?
1: Mm. That's flow. Wow, okay, amazing. Well, thank you so much for taking time out to talk to us. I just want to wind up by asking you a few more rapid questions. Um, One being something that, because mental health, I think is something really important to me as well, which I really like to discuss something you do every day for your own peace of mind, which is, yeah, you, you, you religiously do it every day.
2: I would say, it's pretty organic at this point, but I meditate every day. Like, my life is more meditative. Mm-hmm. So I meditate every day. I, I connect to my heart. Uh, one way I connect to my heart is through just appreciating, you know, what I have in my life and then mm-hmm. expressing that appreciation, you know, to people that, I, people that I love, whether it's just sending a text, I appreciate you or I love you. That connects me to my heart, All right? So I connect to my heart. I connect to my spirit um, and then I also connect to my higher self and like what's the grandest, greatest version of myself I wish to experience today. So those three things.
1: Wow. Okay. And if somebody if somebody listening right now is like an, in an extremely sort of stressed out state, what is that one thing that you would recommend somebody to do when you are feeling like your emotions are taking over? Would it be to to sit and meditate, or would would there be something something else that you would recommend doing?
2: Well, if it's really intense, then trying to meditate might be really really difficult. So I would say to feel like put your attention in your body and inside the feeling instead of resisting it and like trying to think it or trying to get out of it. Just the resistance will already change things and then if you let yourself feel any feeling without judging it without resisting it, without trying to change it without any agenda to just feel just the same way you would feel if your child was feeling a certain feeling if you can be with any feeling like that even for just a few seconds then you're gonna start to release the resistance and then the feeling will be able to move and you'll be able to change your state pretty fast. and so it's a matter of again embracing and letting yourself just be with what you're actually feeling, instead of trying to think your way out of it and change it, which often creates more resistance. Just be with yourself, even just for a few minutes, and then um, then the energy will be able to just move, mm. and then you can go you can go from you know anxiety and go back to peace.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And last but not least, um, why do you love being an entrepreneur?
2: Because I, I'm like in an infinite playground, like a little kid. And I like <laughs> I can be, do or have whatever I want. And there's no limit to the impact that I can have sharing my gifts in the world and no limits to the uh, lifestyle that I get to have or create. You know, so I, I love the limitlessness in terms of, my impact in the world with my gift, and also just in terms of the the life I love to live, I, you know, the, you have the capacity to create that as an entrepreneur.
1: Yeah, very true. Amazing. Thank you so much for being on Unplugged with Annie. It was such a good chat, and I hope that the audience can take a lot away from this and, and try and implement it as well. Um, if anyone has any more questions for Oren, I'll be tagging him and you can reach out to him directly as well and check out his work on social media. And yes, I look forward to seeing what else you're up to.
2: Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks I enjoyed it. You.
0: And that was the end of another episode on the Elevation series I'm super excited about next Sunday. Do stay tuned and for all updates regarding the podcast Unplug with Annie, do follow and like the page Unplug with Annie on Instagram and Facebook. We're now on 10 platforms including Spotify, Anchor and iTunes.